Hello everyone, welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime tonight. We will discuss the latest ESPN mock draft that gives the Cowboys a sort of a contrarian pick, not one that we are used to seeing or hearing about. We'll talk about it and we will also do a three-round mock draft of our own. Sorry for being a little bit later than usual, but we, we had to put it together uh, as best as we could. We will discuss all of that and towards the end of the show, as we do every Wednesday around here, we will have the One Cool Thing segment. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you smash the like button, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, shout out to the YouTube audience already on a discussion about mock drafts. Lumen, Danny, Michael, uh, Jay Cena, thank you for being here. Also over at Facebook, shout out to Eric Murillo coming in with the first comment on Facebook. Uh, what is up, Jason? Thank you guys for being here. Hit the like button. Share the show. Let's start th this one officially. Here we go, guys. everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And now Primetime as always brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Now, tonight, we will talk about the latest ESPN mock draft and the pick that they had uh, the Cowboys. That they had for the Cowboys. It's an unusual pick in the mock drafts that we have been seeing lately. But before we get into that, I feel like we need to address this. A little bit of breaking news in the NFL right before uh, we went live tonight. And that is Bruce Arians. For those of you who have not heard, uh, it will be my pleasure to break the news to you. Head coach Bruce Arians of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is retiring from coaching. So the Tampa Bay Bucs, now they've had an unexpected unretiring with Tom Brady and now an unexpected retirement with uh, Bruce Arians. He will go into a front office role for the Tampa Bay Bucks, And Todd Bowles will take over as head coach. Now, I don't know if more details will come out later on this topic, on this news. But I will tell you something right away. My first impression is class act. Bruce Arians. Because at least his quotes, his reasoning for living... Kind of impressive. Now, he talked, uh, and this is from Peter King. Uh, is he over at Pro Football Network now? Uh, Pro Football Talk, excuse me. Peter King, reporter, uh, longtime journalist of the NFL. I remember reading the Monday morning quarterback column. 
that he put together for Sports Illustrated weekly. I, I didn't miss it. I got to the classroom uh, early in the morning, and the first thing that I did instead of paying attention was opening up Peter King's uh, Monday morning quarterback and reading it. So I got a little bit nostalgic uh, there really quickly. But anyways, Peter King reported that Bruce Arians was retiring because he wanted to leave Todd Bowles in a position to be successful instead of just taking a crappy job after he leaves and maybe even Tom Brady leaves in 2023, right? So instead of that, he leaves Todd Bowles in a position to be successful with a team that it's still well put together, that it's got Tom Brady. I'm guessing, uh, because Damon Davis says, so will Tom re-retire? I'm guessing that Tom Brady had to know about this, right? It's like when the Devante Adams news broke out that he was getting traded to the Las Vegas Raiders days after a new deal for Aaron Rodgers was reported upon. The logic immediately suggested that Aaron Rodgers knew all along that Devante Adams was not going to be a Packer anymore. Feels like Tom Brady had to know that Bruce Arians was not coming back to be the head coach. He will be around uh, on a front office capacity. He will not be head coaching, though. So a little bit of breaking news for you there around the NFL. Uh, when I think of Bruce Arians, says Burner account, all I see is the Peaky Blinders hat. Uh, Steve Miller, what is up? Thank you for joining the show. Dario with the news as well. Bruce Arians is retiring. Crazy, crazy situation. Uh, the Bucs have had quite a season with the retirements and on retirements. Because it's not only Brady and Bruce Arians, they also had uh, Ali Marpet, standout offensive lineman under 30 years old, hang up the clits this offseason. And he's not coming back either. That's why they got uh, someone to, re to replace him over there in Tampa. So there you go. It was who? Shaq Mason from the New England Patriots. I loved that trade. That's one of the best trades, I believe, that we have seen in the offseason so far. The Bucs getting... Uh, Jack Mason from New England, who's low-key, one of the best offensive guards in the NFL. And they got him for what? A fifth rounder, I believe. The Browns got Amari Cooper for a fifth round. And the and the Bucs are getting a standout offensive lineman for a fifth round pick. But anyways, besides the point, back to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, thank you guys, by the way, for joining the show. Make sure you hit the like button. We will put together a three-round mock draft tonight. We will. Uh, court says, I think they don't get a wide receiver uh, talking about the Cowboys now, and they just have a lot of faith in Simi Washington and Noah Brown. Your thoughts? Could very well be the case. Uh, I think right now I would rank James Washington, even though he's on a minimum salary contract and all of that, I would rank him above uh, Simi, not only in my opinion, but that's what I would expect the Cowboys to see in their wide receiver room. I would expect the Cowboys to, if they don't get a wide receiver, because I think they would target one if, if someone's available in the second or third round or even in the first round. But if, if they go into the season without a top draft pick at wide receiver, I think your, your third starter behind Lamp and Gallup is James Washington. And I don't mind it, by the way, but I'm higher than the consensus on James Washington. I have admitted that on the show before. 
I think that pointing towards Washington's stat lines in Pittsburgh really doesn't make sense when you take into account the context of the offense that he was operating in. Big Ben, not the same deep passer since 2018, which is when James Washington joined Pittsburgh. Really a short pass offense, a quick game kind of offense in Pittsburgh. So it's not like they could play to James Washington's strengths, which is being a deep threat, right? 2019, interesting season for James Washington because he was actually in the top 10 of the league in yards per reception, though. And I think that's when he played a lot of of time with uh, Mason Rudolph as well, who was his teammate in Oklahoma State. I, I don't mind James Washington. Like, I definitely want the Cowboys to get an upgrade at wide receiver. But if push comes to shove, I think James Washington can be a solid number three wide receiver for the Cowboys, especially when you take a look at what they are going to pay him, which is the minimum salary. And he's going to account for under $1 million in cap space. Kind of a fun fact for you, for those of you who don't know, if you pay a veteran minimum salary, you get a benefit in which you don't need to account for the entirety of the contract that you're paying the player in the salary cap. Sort of a tool that the NFL has to give veterans more opportunities to be signed to a roster. But anyways, moving on, let's talk about mock drafts. Let's talk about the next stage of the offseason in which the Dallas Cowboys could get that next wide receiver. Well, ESPN, Mike Tannenbaum, put together a mock draft uh, to, today, actually. It was published on Wednesday, and he had a contrarian pick for the Cowboys. And by that, I mean one that we have not seen a lot. By now, we've seen the offensive lineman being mocked to the Cowboys. We have seen Traylon Burks, uh, a couple of edge rushers here and then, a linebacker, Nakobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, whoever drops in the respective mock draft. We have seen a lot of those. But Derek Stingley is, is one that I had not seen before. Uh, Derek Stingley, obviously a top cornerback in the class that many believe that his injuries and inconsistencies could cause him to drop in the first round of the NFL draft. Right off the bat, I'm going to ask you guys, would you be surprised or not surprised if Derek Stingley makes it to 24th? Derek Stingley is a cornerback that I could definitely see playing man-to-man coverage with the Cowboys, which is a must, I believe, given the way Dan Quinn's defense operated in 2021. I believe that if the Cowboys draft a cornerback this high, is because they believe he can shadow receivers. Uh, the Cowboys were one of the teams that played the most cover- man-to-man coverage across the NFL. He could drop maybe because of the injury history and again, the inconsistencies maybe. 24th though, if you can get Derek Stingley at 24, you're winning in my opinion. Remember, the NFL draft is about the best player available, not about filling your top need. That's what free agency is for, even though the Cowboys sometimes don't don't really have us happy as a fan base with the way they approach free agency. Let's see some of your answers. My answer is I'm surprised. I would be very surprised if by the time the Cowboys are on the clock, 
in the, what is it, 28th of April, I would be very surprised if the LSU top prospect is available. Uh, the Lanatic also says, very surprised. Bernard Account says, surprised he fell, not surprised if they took him. The value is fantastic. That I agree wholeheartedly. And listen, hey, credit where credit is due. The Cowboys have been willing to go get the best player available in the last uh, few years. They have been a good team in the NFL draft, to be honest. I believe the Cowboys are a strong team in the draft. Even though we hate on the front office for what they do in free agency, uh, among other things, I will applaud them for the way they approach the NFL draft. They got CeeDee Lamb when they really didn't need a wide receiver. They got Micah Parsons. And if this scenario is a possibility for them, I can 100% see them take a cornerback. Uh, and you can never have enough cornerbacks. Let's see. Stingley there at 24. Dallas takes him, says Danny Savage. Steve Miller says, I hope they get the better the cornerback from LSU in the first round, which is precisely uh, what we were going to get into. Already got Dix, says William. Uh, got to get a premium defensive tackle. Well, although they already got Dix, I will say... You need more cornerbacks. And here's where it gets interesting. You have a solid rotation of cornerbacks, or at least it looked like it in 2021, right? You had Anthony Brown play way better than we all expected him to. You had Travon Diggs, who there are some issues with. I mean, I'm not, as I've always said here on primetime, there seems to be two extremes. The people who say that Trevon Diggs, you say, oh, again, I'm showing you the Canelo picture. Sometimes that happens with the overlays. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but uh, I was going to say, Trevon Diggs is this player that people either say he is the GOAT, he is a lockdown, shutdown cornerback, can shadow any receiver in the league, and that's one extreme. The other extreme says he's only good because he got interceptions, otherwise he would be a below-average cornerback. I don't believe in either of these extremes. I say Trevon Diggs is a good cornerback that has some inconsistencies and that has been vulnerable to some uh, deep balls. But also, that's the case because of the way the Cowboys played defense. Cover one, that's one of the biggest weaknesses on that defense. The fact that if your cornerback gets bit, chances are your safety is not going to be able to help him. So that also plays a role into how many big plays the Cowboys ended up allowing in the 2021 season. So there's that. If you can get a cornerback like Derek Stingley, then you could have yourself a very solid duo of cornerbacks. I would absolutely love this uh, draft pick. Now, good question from Burner Account. Mo. In this mock, was the best player available? Was he the best player available or was he the best player on the board? Uh, oh, or who else other than Derek Stingley? That's where it gets complicated, by the way. Let me read to you some of the players that were still on the board that could interest the Dallas Cowboys. I will say uh, Kenyon Green was not on the board, which is maybe the most popular Cowboys pick in plenty of mock drafts. Here's a few other cornerbacks or players that were available in this one. Uh, 25th pick, Kyler Gordon. Uh, 26th for the Titans. They got Traylon Burks. Uh, Jordan Davis still available. Sion Johnson still available. 
So definitely a few players that you could look at and say, ooh, I would rather have him. But I would definitely like uh, Derek Stingley in the Dallas Cowboys, even with a bad injury. Uh, as Craig is pointing out, he's coming off from a bad injury. Guessing he will be ready, though. And I like I like the idea of getting uh, Derek Stingley. We'll see, though. We'll see. B-Bird says, what's up, Mo? Thank you for joining the show. Damon says, if we pick Stingley, this means either Nation Wright, Bosman, or Anthony Brown, which we brought back, will be gone in the future. Some of them could be uh, could be gone. But Nishan Wright and Anthony Brown specifically. Kelvin Joseph might be different because he's a second-round draft pick. Uh, he's going to his second year, and really his first full season could be in 2022, hopefully. But Nishan Wright and Anthony Brown could not be the reason why you don't pick a top cornerback in the first round of the NFL draft. Kelvin Joseph and Trevon Diggs might just be the reason not to take him. But Anthony Brown and Sean Wright cannot be the reason why you don't take uh, Derek Stingley, in my opinion. But anyways, I fired up the mock machine over at thedraftnetwork.com and I... Try to put together a three-round mock draft. Let's see what you guys think. Uh, and let's talk about it. Because, you know, I really don't grind the tape as much as I would like to. I'm hoping next year is different once I'm out of college, once I have way more time to do so and I can do this 100% full-time without the school weighing me down a little bit on that side of things. Not that I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. But, hey. We could be rinding the tape more time if we if we were in college. But hey, I don't mind. <laughs> It's I'm just kidding around here. Don't worry. But anyways, what I was going to say is, although I don't watch a lot of tape, don't worry. I'm not here to say that I grinded the tape for all of these prospects. This is just a fun exercise that I thought we could put together and just have fun with it. And really really putting a lot of weight on the true draft experts that I believe Cowboys Nation is super lucky to have, like John Oning from PFF.com, Dame Brugler from The Athletic, Jeff Cavanaugh, the man. So we, we will have a little bit of that. Now, I will give you a little bit of a spoiler alert because Craig says, I want Sky Moore in the second round. We didn't get him. I wanted him to, uh, I wanted him to, but hey, he was off the board. Uh, spoiler alert, a little bit of a disappointment, but as Nicholas is saying on Facebook, uh, he'll never fall to 56. It's starting to feel like an idea the Cowboys Nation has to admit. Anything can happen. We never thought that CeeDee Lamb was going to be available at 17th when the Cowboys picked in 2020. But I think that kind of feels like an idea that we need to get used to. The fact that, hey, Sky Moore might not be there. Uh, hey, thank you to Showtime. Uh, thank you to Showtime. Uh, that pick would have been gutsy, but I'm going O-line sign Johnson. Thank you to Showtime for his comment, though. Danny, I'm not on fourth grade. <laughs> um, what? On, on, technically, if you, if you went 
with college by grades, this would be what? My fifth year, I believe. My 10th semester, 10th and final semester. But anyways, moving on to the mock draft. Here's what the board looked like in the first round of the mock draft that I put together over at thedraftnetwork.com. Here's what it looked like. Sion Johnson was off the board. So was Jordan Davis. Wide receiver Garrett Wilson also already taken. And linebacker Devin Lloyd was also off the board. So if you take a look at the players available who are on the left side of the screen right now, you've got Tyler Linderbaum, the center, George Trelaftis. We had one mock draft in which the Cowboys picked him, uh, featured here on primetime a few weeks ago. Kenyon Green, maybe the most popular mock uh, draft pick for the Cowboys. And then a lot of uh, other notable names like Traylon Burks, the wide receiver, Daxton Hill, who I absolutely love. One of the few players that I have really dived into the tape. I love Daxton Hill. I don't think they pick him, though. Uh, looking forward to watching him and how he performs in the NFL. What I love about Daxton Hill is that he's a natural fit for the Cowboys defense. Not happening, though. I, I would be shocked if it happens. Chris Olave, the wide receiver. The wide receivers are difficult to figure out, man, on, on this mock draft because there's Wilson, there's Olave, there's Burks, and you just don't know how they will be taken and in what order they will be taken when the time comes. That will be one fun position. But here's a question. Here's a key question. I will tell you what. I decided after watching the board that I was going to go for an offensive lineman. Now, my pick is made, but I want to know your thoughts. So here's the question for you guys. Make the pick. Offensive center, Tyler Linderbaum. If this was the board, would you go offensive center, uh, Tyler Linderbaum, or would you go with offensive guard, Kenyon Green? Who would you like if the board this way now while you let me know your answers in the chat and before i give you the pick for the dallas cowboys with the 24th overall pick let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the wick is the new 2022 mazda cx5 2.5 s it's got apple carplay android auto a backup camera comes with heated seats Adaptive cruise control, and one thing that I love, and I've been talking about it all week, a Wi-Fi hotspot. That's unbelievable. Starting at $29,125. You can check it out over at freemanmazda.net. And hey, check out their Freeman prices, family-owned business for over 65 years. So you're also getting prime service, in uh, customer service. But anyways, let's see some of your answers here. Uh, the question was Linderbaum or Green. David says Linderbaum. Uh, Danny Savage goes with Green. Nicholas also with Green. Nick Mims with Green. Lenatic goes with the center, which is Linderbaum. Green, Green. The majority answer so far seems to be uh, Green, although it's close. There are a lot of people saying, you know what, go with Tyler Linderbaum. Here's my answer. Roy Fletcher goes definitely Green. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Uh, who have we not uh, mentioned on the show? 
Asian Persuasion says, offensive guard Green is an AM fan. He would make an instant impact. This was no easy call, guys. This was not, not easy. But with the 24th overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, in my mock draft, I had the Cowboys uh, taking none other than offensive center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Uh, this is Dane Brugler's 17th best overall prospect. An asterisk there because the latest rankings that Brugler has published are from February. So a while ago, before the pro days and all of that. But anyways, I went with Linderbaum. I understand the... I, I understand some are concerned about Linderbaum's arm length. And sure, it is somewhat of a concern. But it's not like we're talking about a tackle. That's where the arm length truly, truly uh, makes a make-or-break kind of impact. And there are exceptions to that as well, for sure. But at the end of the day, an offensive lineman needs to deal with time and space. And that's why arm length is such a big deal. But for offensive tackles, that's more of a make-or-break kind of thing than at the center, where all of it is a little bit more uh, compact. You know, it's more messy. And I think Tyler Linderbaum can try being the NFL even without ideal arm length. Uh, Joe Mesa says, Mauricio, what was Brugler list ranking on green? It was actually uh, 24th, which is kind of crazy, exactly as the Cowboys pick. So yeah, Brugler is higher on Linderbaum, at least on his latest rankings, than he is on green. And I also kind of think that we underestimate how much the Cowboys need an offensive center. They can survive with Tyler, uh, with Tyler Viadish. I don't doubt that. Uh, I think that Tyler Viadish still has a long way to go, but it's not like the Cowboys are going to be bad because of their center in 2022. I really don't think that is the case. But if you can get Linderbaum in there, you can get that massive upgrade you, hey, Connor McGovern might look better sandwiched in between uh, Tyron Smith and Tyler Linderbaum. Assuming that the Cowboys did not get a chance to draft an offensive guard later as well to battle for the starting spot. But anyways, uh, backup, don't need another power guard, says Danny Savage. Yeah, it's a tough call between those two, says Barner account. Here's the important thing, to be honest, not to be a, 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 a super optimistic here, but I would be excited as heck with either of these two, with Kenyon Green or, or Tyler Linderbaum. I know the offensive linemen, linemen are never sexy picks, but they also tend to be some of the safest picks in the draft. Anyways, that was the first one. Now, for the second one, I'm not going to lie to you. I forgot to take a screenshot of, the, of what the board looked like <laughs> when the Cowboys were on the clock with the 56th overall pick. And it doesn't let you go back to watch it again. But let me tell you some noteworthy names that were taken in the second round. There was Nakobe Dean off the board, so forget about that linebacker. Uh, Boye Maffa, the edge rusher, also gone. A lot of edge rushers, which I hated. Uh, David Ojabo taken at 39th. Who else was taking uh, at edge rusher? Uh, Cameron Thomas 
was taken before the Cowboys turn. Logan Hall. There were some wide receivers as well. Sky Moore went with his 40, 41st pick to the Seattle Seahawks uh, just to catch footballs from Kenny Pickett, who was taking a pick before that in this mock draft, uh, according to the mock draft simulator. Desmond Ritter, I'm, I'm not saying that the Cowboys would have drafted Desmond Ritter, but I like that he went to the Falcons. The Marvin Leal, who is scheduled for a visit with the Cowboys, uh, defensive tackle from Texas A&M, also off the board. And Kyler Gordon, cornerback, almost made it to the Cowboys, but he didn't. So with the 56th overall pick, some of the names that I considered for Dallas. Uh, the offensive tackle from Ohio State, Petit Fur. I also considered Parham, inside offensive lineman from Memphis, to get some help there. Uh, I also considered, who was it? Uh, David Bell, the wide receiver. Ended up going with a controversial pick, maybe. One that I don't believe the Cowboys would make. But hey, it's my mock draft. We're on prime time tonight. I don't care if the Cowboys would do it or not. Here it goes. Here it goes. Uh, Nicholas says George Pickens. Wait, was George Pickens drafted before, though? Uh, let me make sure if George Pickens was still on the board. He was on the board, but I did not take George Pickens. Might be too early, maybe, for Pickens. There are a lot of wide receivers that will go in the second and the third round that will be exciting to, to follow closely because the Cowboys could grab them, but also all of them could maybe be gone by the time the Cowboys uh, are on the board. But anyways, Sky Moore was not on the board. Yeah, Jeremy is, is calling for Sky Moore. I can tell you right off the bat he was not there. Uh, I would have taken him, likely, if he was there. But my pick... Oh, no, this is from the first round. Excuse me, guys. Uh, Travis Jones, defensive tackle from Connecticut. Again, don't think that they, that they would uh, take him. But, hey, I don't care. This is my mock draft. I would love Travis Jones with the Cowboys. Defensive tackle who is a true nose tackle, uh, standout in the senior bowl, had a strong combine, maybe not the most, the most polished of tackles, but definitely a player that can develop into a threat in the NFL. He would improve the Cowboys' run defense right away. One technique would be having a true nose tackle would open up a lot of possibilities, I believe, for Dan Quinn's defense. You can explore more uh, odd fronts. You can put your athletic linebackers like Michael Parsons and Jabril Cox in position to succeed with such a space eater in the trenches. Werner account says, oh, Mo, Lord, I think I would cry if we did this. Joe Mesa says, I like the pick, but you're right. Cowboys not doing that. And that's because based on history, we have come to the idea that the Cowboys are not likely to invest such a high draft pick on a nose tackle or on a, no, on a one technique. But I would love Travis Jones in Dallas. I th also think, and I'll be honest, maybe I have not 
uh, seen enough, watched enough tape. But I keep hearing that Travis Jones is not a good pass rusher or that he needs to develop as a pass rusher. He has upside for sure, but it's not like he's bad when rushing the passer. Even without the initial quickness, he's still powerful enough to create a movement and really just collapse the pocket. So, hey, I would love, uh, I, I would love Travis Jones. So, Burner Account says he has pass rush skills too, doesn't he? He does, in my opinion. Maybe not super polished. Maybe he doesn't have a huge arsenal. Uh, but I believe that some people kind of undermine him because of the pass rushing side of things, even though he's good. I think people are concerned about the pat level and the initial quickness, though. Run defense has been an issue for years now, says Jeb Newhouse over at Facebook. Travis Jones would help that a lot, would help your run defense instantly, guys. So, by the way, if you like the Travis Jones pick, and if you don't, and if you didn't uh, also, uh, make sure you smash the like button. Share the show. If you're here, uh, if you're new to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, subscribe. And thank you guys for being here. Let's go to the third round. The Cowboys have the 88th overall uh, draft pick. And because it's the 88th overall draft pick, wouldn't it be poetic to have a, uh, a, tight, a, a wide receiver for the Cowboys? Wouldn't that be cool? But anyways, let's see how the board looked like in the third round. I didn't forget about this one. I didn't forget about this screenshot. So here you go. Notable players that were off the board, uh, Josh Pascal, the edge rusher, uh, Colvin Austin III, John Matthew from Alabama, Salyer, who I hated the fact that he was not there because I considered him in the second round, but I said, you know what, I could wait and draft him in the third one, but he was drafted in the 86th overall pick by the Las Vegas Raiders. So here's where the Cowboys stood. Uh, Pickens was gone, by the way. Pickens was definitely gone at this stage. And if you can see the board there, you can see that there were a lot of tight ends up on that board. You had Isaiah Likely, Greg Dulcich, uh, Jeremy Rockert from Ohio State, Kate Auden. Wendell Robinson is a wide receiver that I like, but I looked at him more, more as a slot wide receiver, so I passed. Troy Anderson would be a huge pick as well. Small school, but badass player. Let's see. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, Michael Helton likes Jelani. Christian Harris from Alabama. Roll tight at linebackers is Damon Davis. Craig says, I love Rockert. One of the top contenders. I will tell you that. All right. So as you can guess, I mean, looking at the board makes it pretty, pretty clear. It's a tight end. And honestly, at this point, I think it's just a matter of preference. I try to, to find some sort of hidden gem here at other positions. Really couldn't find someone that I felt, oh, yeah, I can take him instead of a tight end and feel good about it. Really didn't find that. I thought about my Jay Sanders from Cincinnati. I thought about Troy Anderson as well. Ended up going with a tight end, though. Didn't go with Rockert. Didn't go with Rockert. I will tell you that. 
But I also didn't go with Isaiah Likely because with the 88th overall pick, I had the Cowboys taking Greg Dulcich from UCLA. Dane Brugler's 78th best prospect. So we're getting some sort of value there. Again, these rankings are from February, so I don't know what Brugler's final rankings will look like. I'm excited to get the beast. If you guys have not ever uh, bought Dane Brugler's draft guide and you love the draft and you love rating profiles and all of that, there's no better option. And this is not an ad. This is just recognition to maybe the hardest working man in draft media. But anyways, here's what I like from Greg Dulcich after, and I will admit I have not seen a lot of tape on Greg Dulcich, but from the people that we know and respect, and this is actually a quote that I wanted to read from you guys uh, from Bob Storm. He says, this is what I liked. He runs a full route tree and he's a wheeling blocker. He checks all of the boxes for a dual threat player with a pretty high floor. I did not need to know more. Give me Greg Dulcich. Because I know that one of the biggest concerns with Rockert is that maybe he didn't run a lot of routes in Ohio State because of the way that that offense operates, kind of an easy offense for the quarterback and all of that. Tight end with great tapes is Showtime. Good pick. I have seen I have seen some uh, a little bit of tape on Dulcich, but not like fully diving in, taking notes or anything like that. Solid blocker though. And when it comes to tight end blocking in the NFL, a lot of the time it's about willingness, and he shows that. That's not a concern if you take the UCLA tight end. So that's the three-round mock draft. Just recap quickly, uh, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. This one I love. Travis Jones, I also love. And then uh, at the, in the third round, Greg Dulcich. Would feel pretty good about this mock draft, to be honest. Would be surprised if maybe Linderbaum is there. Maybe that's like the most surprising of them all. But there seems to be a lot of opinions different opinions at offensive line in this NFL draft. Some people think that Linderbaum will be a bust because of the arm length thing. I don't know. Before we get out of here, guys, you know it, Wednesday night, one cool thing. What is your one cool thing of the week? And remember, you can share something personal, professional, non-sports related, sports related, whatever is your one cool thing of the week. Let me know in the chat. Hit the like button, by the way. So what's your one cool thing of the week? I will share mine with you first. Uh, but meanwhile, let me know yours. Boxing. I like boxing. And there's a, from where I live, I live in Chihuahua, Mexico, about a four-hour drive away from El Paso, Texas. We have a world champion female boxer. Jamilet Mercado is her name. World champion at the super bantamweight division. And she's fighting in town uh, this Saturday, defending her world championship versus another Mexican female fighter. So that's going to be fun as heck. Uh, still need to make sure if I'm going to be attending as a fight fan or as a press member. So that's going to be fun. That's my one cool thing. World championship title fight in my hometown that's always something that i believe warrants a spot in the one cool thing segment here on adc sports dallas primetime 
So what, what is some of yours? Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat. Party with the stars for those of you who didn't uh, join the show early. Bruce Arians retires. Todd Bowles, Tampa, new head coach. Crazy news in the NFL. I know it's been wild in the offseason because of the trades and all of that. But hey, the coaching world has also been a little bit crazy. Let's see. Lenatic says, one cool thing. Darius newly discovered daughter said she would not have tagged Schultz. I like her more than Steve already. Wait, is this true though? Was she sharing takes on the Cowboys? <laughs> Damn, I didn't know. <laughs> I had not seen that. Busara says, I got back into bowling. I suck at bowling. I, I really do. But I, that, hey, that's amazing, Kosara. Thank you for sharing. Burner account says, got my wife an early birthday gift. Got her a signed Aaron Rodgers football. Yeah, she's a Packers fan. Says it's Burner account. Hey, that's amazing. That is definitely one cool thing as well. Hey, how did it feel though? Purchasing a, a signed Aaron Rodgers football. That, that feels like not the most fun of experiences for a Dallas Cowboys fan. I, <laughs> I, I think we need, to, we need to bring that up. How did that feel for you, Michael? <laughs> hey, Showtime just said, wow. I think it was to that uh, birthday gift comment. I didn't expect that, but that's a one cool thing, especially for someone who has said hi before here in the chat, uh, Mrs. Tom Downey Burner account. So there you go, guys. It's Wednesday night. I will let you get to it. Uh, thank you for tuning in, as always, here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you hit the like button, share the show. I'm here Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. Roy Fletcher says... As his one cool thing, the Braves predicted to win the National League is the game. And it's an insane bullpen that you guys have over there with the Braves. Cannot get over the fact that Freddie Freeman will not be a Brave, though. That's something that I just cannot fathom how it feels like, Roy. But that bullpen is going to be fun to watch. Hey, it's not that far away. April, April is going to be fun. Uh, we have Masters coming up. Opening day coming up. Let's enjoy it. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining the show. I will see you tomorrow night. Final show of the week on Thursday night. And as always, primetime brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. Check out the right of the week and much more over there on their website. Thank you, guys. I will see you tomorrow night. Enjoy. <laughs>